the Wildling series, Wild Adventure, Chapter 5, Nightshade. Atcher arrives early at the teapot, ready to start the day, and fretting. How do we start? If no one knows where Graham's is, then it is very difficult to begin our quest. Tonic swirls around back toward the house. People do know Graham's, and I might and they might know where we need to go. Cracking open the hickory hall door, the gnome rushes into the room, Atcher bobbing along behind. Before you can gulp, Tonic is pouring through curious rituals of uncommon folk. Here! I've been reading through the curious rituals of uncommon folk. Grams tells of meeting a dryad named Nightshade when they fought a gingerbread curse. Nightshade got bound to the house, even though the battle exploded it. Nightshade lives deep in the epicenter of the epicerie, and we should be able to learn something about Grams there. Excited by their find, Atcher sends Wind Rabbit Turbine racing to tell Prism to meet them at Tonic's teapot. As Prism swims up the river toward Tonic's teapot home, Undertow bounces ahead and behind, gathering rocks, shells, and cattails, then whipping them away as soon as the items are boring. Tonic and Atcher only have to wait a moment for Prism to roar up in a splash of surf and current. Brownie, Gnome, and Sprite plan their route to find Nightshade in the Epicerie using Atcher's cartography. And the freshly finished stratigraphy skirt. The Brownie is too excited to properly explain how this horizontally striped skirt works, but is so clearly proud of it that Prism and Tonic just nod and agree. Prism's knowledge of weather and Tonic's clues from the journal. The epicerie appears to be mostly wild forest and glade, with homes dotted sparsely throughout. The roads to it seem old and somewhat unkempt. The trio ensures provisions are tucked into their peach pack, bronze bag, and seafoam satchel. They begin their journey to the epicerie, which shouldn't take more than a day or two. The friends travel companionably, at their own pace, with songs, rests, conversations, and only occasional complaints. Mostly occasional. Adventures are difficult. Adventures mean stretching yourself, trying new things, going new places. Adventures mean facing your comfort zone and going outside it. So there are definitely some complaints, but good companions make things better. After much landscape has passed, and toes have definitely begun to tire, the three friends are walking along the path through a somewhat rocky, overgrown wood. The trees and undergrowth here remind Tonic of home. Many of them give off tantalizing hints of savory spice when they are brushed. Tonic sniffs the air, nose tilting this way and that, head twisting to face different directions. Steam whistles a snore from within the travel teapot Tonic carries. The gnome pats the teapot and sniffs some more. What are you doing? 
Prism asks the gnome with curiosity. Tonic responds distractedly. Smelling. Have you ever stopped a task to follow a scent? With eyes closed and nostrils twitching, the gnome continues. I love finding a new scent. Right now, I want to know what that... Tonic ponders, trying to find the right description. That sort of deep, spicy, sweet scent is. It smells a bit burnt in a good, dark, cooled way. Prism and Atcher sniff too, but their noses aren't as honed as the brownie's tea-sniffing snout is. The tea gnome sniffs some more, and the friends set off in search of the scent's source while the gnome continues. You both have scent too, you know. Prism, you smell like fresh and breezy, kind of like lemongrass, ozone, salt, rain. Prism turns and gleams with pride at the apt description. Atcher, you tend to smell cool and earthy, like carrot or ginger and copper, Tonic finishes. Atcher considers this and then makes a note to sniff fresh carrot and ginger next time it's available. This leads to a list of possible scent blends, sketches of some herbs, and a design for a metal necklace that can hold scents and release them as the metal warms up. Although the friends don't strictly stick to the dirt path, following the scent trail through the dense forest, the trio does come to a clearing with a large, dilapidated house in the middle, which is made of a rich, tan bread, and which is the source of the delicious smell they have followed. There are intricate curls and swirls adorning the house, around every doorframe, window, and rail that remains. Some of the decorations are carved, and some seem piped on like frosting. As Prism, Atcher, and Tonic admire the decaying house's adornments, Atcher wonders aloud, Would a knock on the door crash the whole thing down? Then an outraged squeal rings out of the surrounding forest. Blue fire angry, a purple and green dryad bursts upon the three friends, shrieking, Nibble, nibble, little mouse, who is nibbling at my house? Prism and Atcher try to ready defenses, grabbing gears and salting sea spray. Although terrified, Tonic manages to whisper, Um, no one. We aren't eating anything. Folding down Luna Moth wings like a cloak, the dryad sags, looking relieved and far less fearsome. My apologies, the dryad says, straightening a pale, star-shaped hat and shaking off dust. It's part of the curse's magic. The dryad gestures at the gingerbread remains with a rueful smile. Inspecting the ruins, Atcher notes that the dryad has reinforced some of the walls, cleared away weeds, and set up a bench and seats inside. The ruins have turned into a remarkable garden pergola. 
Whenever someone gets close, I am compelled to defend it, the dryad continues. I'm trying to fix it up and dismantle the curse, but clearly I'm not done yet. I go by nightshade. How can I help you? Are you lost? The gingerbread scent does tend to lead people off their path. Actually, I think you are our path, Prism states. We are on a quest, Tonic announces. A journey, Prism boldly agrees. An adventure, Atcher adds. All that at once? Nightshade asks. Well, why don't you come in and tell me about it? The dryad shows the brownie sprite and gnome to a house off to one side while chatting companionably. This way. My house is a glorious little aubergine with a space, spacious potato root cellar and the best sweet tomato shed. Look, I just renovated the Belladonna Bloom roofing. As the group approaches Nightshade's house, they can see behind the gingerbread ruins to a fawn-colored mushroom cottage that has a leathery-looking roof. Prism stares at the bright red pools of liquid on the roof, and Atcher assesses the matching red-paned windows. Do you like it? Nightshade asks, noticing the rapt attention. I renovated that building myself. The Red Juice Tooth is a great library. It has the comfiest fly agaric seats inside and dozens of shelves. I live in the aubergine, but friends often stay in the Juice Tooth library. See the mushrooms on the garden path? Gnome, Sprite, and Brownie turn to look at the unassuming fungi. Those are bioluminescent. They light the path at night with their foxfire glow. Sometimes, if you sit very still, you can see the flickering vulpines who light their glow. Whoever built the gingerbread house really liked sweets and mushrooms. I've had to do a lot of research to properly fix the place up. Most of the glowing mushrooms are family Mycenae, but not all. While leading the group, the dryad starts pointing to different mushrooms and listing types. I found Pinellus stypticus, those oyster-shaped ones with a bright glow. Honey mushrooms, by the tree, they are squat and sticky with a yellow color. Fairy helmets, these violet ones over here on the rotting log. They are tiny and grow in clusters. And jack-o'-lanterns. The big orange ones here, only their gills glow. The group has wound their way through the garden while Nightshade talks, finally arriving at the indigo door of the Dryad's house. Oh, my geese! I've been so excited to share my work, I haven't let you talk! Oh, please come in and tell your story. The dryad opens the front door and invites Tonic, Atcher, and Prism inside. Inside's Nightshade's house is clean and soft and white, with a mild crisp scent. There's a wall of shelves that Atcher is drawn to, each shelf filled with containers and unusual items. That's my knickknackatory, Nightshade explains, while bringing some chairs over to the glossy blue-green mushroom table. I love boxes. Boxes, little drawers, bags, cubby holes. They are always full of chaos and possibilities. A friend first introduced me to knickknackatories as a place to keep and cherish memorabilia. 
believed it was good to display memories and invite a little uncertainty. He seemed to get the best stories that way. Stories need change, difficulties, and growth. Nightshade then waits patiently for the party to explain what they want. Tonic thinks of Graham's journal, The Wanderlust, and the recent conclusions, and isn't sure what to say. Will the dryad be willing or able to help them? Prism's feet shuffle under the table, waiting for Tonic, and Atcher gives a you're-in-the-lead gesture. Tonic feels bolder, knowing that the sprite and brownie give their support. Taking the lead, the gnome takes a deep breath and speaks up. Nightshade, do you know which way the wind blows to the world between? We need to go there to find where Grams went. The dryad is quiet. Oh. Yes, Grams has traveled the worlds between. It isn't always easy to get to. Grams swore the surest way was to find a forgotten place. Travel will change you, and traveling the worlds between will change you wildlings muchly. How do we find forgotten places? I mean, if they are forgotten, then how do we find maps to them? Can anyone direct us? Do we just wander around, hopefully? Atcher asks querulously. I don't know. All the places I have found, which only total two, I stumbled upon. Nightshade points to a map on the wall. You can ask at the Ideas Orchard, though. Even if a thing is largely forgotten, the librarians probably have a record of it. Let me draw you a map. Is that a stratigraphy skirt? I will mark it on there, too. You can start fresh in the morning. Nightshade fixes dinner of candied yams and tomato soup. Prism is delighted to assist, making a seaweed salad and creating a pie for dessert with some of the dried fruits and nuts tonic packed. When the meal is prepared, Nightshade invites everyone out to the pergola to eat dinner in the sweet night air. The dryad cautions the trio not to touch the remains of the gingerbread house. They all enjoy the meal and watch as the mushrooms start to glow along the path. Watching carefully with Nightshade's direction, they get to see the nearly invisible fiery foxes running gleefully down the path and lighting the mushrooms' glows. Once the food is finished and the foxes have fled, Atcher starts to take out the night tent, but Nightshade insists they all sleep in the Juice Tooth Library. The Juice Tooth is filled with comfy cushions, and the trio have no problem falling asleep.